Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast on seventh, uh, the seventh of February, two thousand twenty-two. It is Monday morning after Kingdom Works Apostolic Entrepreneur Conference, and it was quite the weekend. All right, I went into this thinking and hoping that I would uh, land a big deal. I really was careful not to get my hopes up too much because you know how that is. Get your hopes up too much and then the the letdown, right? The unmet expectations, one of the great tragedies of the human experience. So I try to kind of hedge against that happening. But uh, yeah, so I didn't land a really a big deal. Got a few things to follow up on. And hopefully there's good things that happen. But the main thing that I heard that really, really struck a chord. So two things. I asked a super wealthy guy if he had any uh, advice for the situation or whatever. Kind of hoping that he'd jump in there and be like, oh yeah, I'll make this connection for you and you could do this or that. But he's like, oh, I told him about my product, you know. He's like, oh, nursing homes. And you go right. That's that's nothing at all for a nursing home to spend that kind of money. And I, uh, and I'm like, yeah, I did. I tried. You know, they got them all. They, he's like, just show up with your machine, whatever. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I know, but the facilities are all locked up because of COVID or whatever. And like, that's a good enough excuse for like most people. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. So you can't do that because of that. And he basically just looked at me like he didn't say nothing, but he was just like, yeah, dude, you're not serious. Like, (laughs) if you really want in, you're getting in. And yeah, it convicted me, man, because like, what if? What if it was life or death? Could I get in? I'm like, yeah, of course I could. Like, if you really want in, you're getting in. Like, that's the difference between people that are successful and people that like go punch a clock. And it's just that simple. And like... The dude's super wealthy too. So it's like, yeah, man, it's just a different caliber. And it's not like I don't have it in me to go actually do what it takes. So that was kind of a rude awakening, but uh, also very inspiring, I guess. Is that the right word? Inspiring? I don't know. It's um, convicting. I don't know. There's a perfect word for that, I think. But it's not coming to me right now. So there's that, you know, and uh, it's it's good that that's the way it is too. Because I, you know, you got to. You got to grind it out. If you're going to make it, you got to put in the grind. And the big break, the big, the big, the big break comes, but it's not really a break. It's like, it's just a big opportunity that you're already revved up to step into. And it just kind of happens. Right. So, so thank God for that. And, uh, the other big thing that I heard is the guy that actually had even more money than him. I think, I don't know, but. He said, I think it was the last thing he said, if I can leave you with anything, he said, don't worry yourself to death. Talked about a dude that was a Navy fighter pilot and he was always worried all the time and the dude literally died. (laughs) He, you know, flew his plane off the ship and he died. Never even found his body. He's worried all the time. And it's like, man, that's me. That's me. I, uh, you know, I got a good excuse for being worried all the time. You want to hear it? Here it is. I used to smoke crack cocaine. 
And yeah, it was one of the drugs I did. I did heroin, crack, meth, coke, all of it, you know. And I was paranoid all the time that I was going to get busted by the cops. And I was paranoid for hours and hours and hours on end, just, you know, dripping with sweat, shaking and trembling in fear. And the cops never came. Every once in a while, though, I would, like, not be a paranoid. I'd just be like, you know, I'd get over the paranoia and I'd just roll out and, like, it'd be fun or whatever. I'd, I guess I'd get arrogant, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, and then that's when I'd get busted. So it's like, there's, like, this subconscious hedge or the subconscious strategy to hedge against getting busted is to stay paranoid and scared. And uh, based off experience, right? Because that's what we, that's our, um, our model of the world. You know, our presuppositions are based off of our experience. And so I guess successful people, real winners don't base their model of the world off of their narrow data sample of experience as much as they do just the facts. You know, real data. Uh, and what, you know, s- surpasses real data is like the word of God. That's like the ultimate data. And uh, and really, to be to use fear as a hedge against getting clipped is like falling right into the enemy's trap. God says, have faith. So ultimately it's faith. Just have faith, have faith. It's going to work out. And if it doesn't work out the way you think it's going to work out, it's actually working out better. You just got to keep your eyes peeled for the opportunity to be like, Oh wow, I'm glad that happened. And like, I know all this, but I'm not living it. But if I really want the life that I want, if I'm going to live the life that I want, I've got to let go of the fear. And I guess I can uh, equate that. You know, Tony Robbins says, when's the last time, think of a time where you had a breakthrough. What did you do? And model that behavior. Well, I used to, like I said, I used to do drugs. And like there came a day and I just made a decision. There's 0% chance I'll ever do drugs ever again under any circumstance. And uh, it wasn't long after that. I actually seen a pill. It was a 30 milligram oxycodone. Like to a drug addict, that is a, that is a find. Like that's like the best thing you could ever find. <laughs> you know. Anyway, it's it's a it's a good find. And I I literally seen it. And like, you know, my it's as many times as I'd done drugs before and all that like my brain like automatically like put together a plan. Okay, I'm going to get it. I'm going to crush it up and I'm going to shoot it up and get high and it's going to be amazing. And, uh, and then like that whole vision of doing that popped in my head and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do that. And then it's like, oh yeah, wait, no, I don't do that anymore. Done. Done. Like no temptation, no, like no, 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 uh, willpower required to say no. It's just like, I made the decision. I'm never doing that again. So it's like, oh yeah, I'm not doing it. Like, bam, done. And, uh, that's pretty remarkable. I guess people are like, oh wow. How do you do that? How do you do it? I mean, I don't, there's not really a, how you do it. You just do it. You just decide I'm never doing that again. Well, so after that, that was way back in 2013. And then I don't know, two years ago, I had like a revelation as well. Cause I've been so scared about money, like just being flat broke and like just living in absolute scarcity and misery from not having money. 
And it was right around the seven year mark from when I got the Holy Ghost. And it was like, you know, I was remembering all that. And it was, and pastor was preaching. Let's, uh, let's claim victory over fear. You know, we're the head and not the tail and all this. And it was just like, man, it was really, really digging in, seeping into me deep. And, uh, and then I just looked at that and I had someone tell me one time, you know, probably a year or so before that, like, I, I see you get so stressed out every time about money, about this, about that. And, uh, it's like, it's so obvious that God shows up every single time you need him and you, you know, you've always made it. So like quit, quit wasting all this energy on being stressed out. And, uh, I mean, at the time, I, I mean, I heard what she said, but I didn't like, <laughs> I guess I like, 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 uh, Dave Ramsey says, if you're willing to fight for your limitations, you can keep them. So I guess I was fighting for my limitation in my, my, my miserable life. Like, like, no, I want to be in this constant state of misery. So I don't know. I stayed in that state of misery and it was over a year later. And it was like, it was like, God spoke to me. That all came back to me. Like, yeah, like I've always provided you're still alive. Like you live in America. Like don't live like that. Don't live in that panic. Cause it's the panic itself. that just attracts more scarcity. So it's like, and it all makes sense. So like I decided right then and there I'd be done. And, uh, and it was crazy. The very next morning on my bank account was in the negative and it was like a misunderstanding, whatever, about a check balance that was written to me. And, uh, and it, like, it was like, it, it, it hit me and I was like, and then the fear set in and it was crazy. Cause it was like, it was just like when I seen that pill, whatever, seven years prior to that. And I was like, Oh wait, I don't do that. God's going to provide for me. And, uh, later on that day, I got that check straightened around. Somebody I didn't have money for gas and somebody came up to me and just handed me $60 like that day. It was like, wow, when you trust God, it's like you're walking in the supernatural and it's so crazy. And I lived, I lived good for a while. I, 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 I broke the habit. I broke the addiction to the stress, uh, you know, broke it off and lived good for a while. I don't know how long, but I relapsed. I relapsed back into scarcity and, uh, it's, uh, I remember my dad telling me when I was really young about smoking cigarettes, he had quit smoking, you know, a number of times. And he goes, yeah, when you quit, don't ever start again. Cause every time you quit, it's harder. And that has, that was proved to be true with drugs and alcohol. I know that, but I don't know. Then the final time that you finally do it, um, uh, then it's like, it's not even hard. You don't even look at it like that. It's like, it's not hard. It's not hard to not to drink or smoke. But uh, I'll tell you that the, the addiction to scarcity and stress is uh, 10 times worse. I don't know if it's 10 times worse. It's been a while since I've done any drugs. It is though. It's terrible because it's like, <laughs> no one really knows you're doing it. And you don't even know you're doing it. Like you think you're like, oh, I'm living by faith and I'm this and I'm that. But you're really not. And so I got another revelation last night. My pastor came and prayed for me and he's praying, you know, just about the love of God or whatever. And it's like, that's all you really need. And, uh, I was kind of tying that to the whole, don't be worried to death thing. And it's like, Hey, if God's per- perfect love cast out all fear, if you are scared, that's literally slapping God in the face. If you believe he loves you and then you, you're scared, it's just like, uh, your love isn't what you claim it is. And that's like, you know, you shouldn't do that. 
you shouldn't tell God that his love isn't good enough. And that by default, that's what's happening when you live in scarcity and fear. So this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at. Like I have to, I mean, my relationship with God depends on it. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to burn in eternal torment. You know, and I would think if I was God and someone slapped me in the face. (laughs) So that's it, right? You know, you just got to let go of it. And it's a, it's an addiction. It's an addiction and it's, uh, it, it's gripped society too. Like, can you believe people legitimately, I mean, people are legitimately driving down the, 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 the street with a mask on because they're so addicted to the fear of getting a virus that they're actually making it more likely that they're going to get the virus. Because the fact of the matter is, wow, and it's just, it just applies, right? Not to get into all that, but like, right? (laughs) Your body needs oxygen, okay? So if you breathe through a mask, it doesn't get to replenish the oxygen. The fact that you live inside anyway, because it's what I do for a living, right? Like air quality. If you you spend your time inside at all, like you're, you're, you're deprived of oxygen because you're breathing the same stale air. What's 10 times worse if you're behind a mask and then like all the pink eye and everything? Like, dude, masks are terrible, Okay, especially if you're by yourself or if you're outside and there's like a a large sector of the population that like wear a mask all day long. (sighs) Oh, man, just but it's literally I'm doing the same thing on a different application, right? Like I know enough to see how ridiculous that is, but sit and live in fear over this or that or whatever. So it's just time to live by faith and not by fear. That's it. That's it, people. That's it. Have faith. Have faith. Okay. It's been 14 minutes and I got stuff to do. So I'm peacing out. Bye.